what's up everybody welcome back to the podcast thank you for joining us um, if you haven't connected with us on instagram please feel free it's at krista yusta which is my wife at ryan yusta underscore uh, yusta is j-o-o-s-t-e we'd love to meet you on there get to know you um, thanks for joining us uh, today i want to talk to you about i read a scripture in um, the book of ephesians and i'm going to start in verse 10 and it says finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know, God purposed and intended for us to come from a place of strength. God didn't want us limping through life, uh, just accepting life as it comes, where people get this this idea of, you know, this passage is the one that talks about the armor of God, but that life is us defending ourselves from the devil. And it is. The Bible says, above all, taking the shield of faith where you can quench all the fiery darts. But the Lord also gives us a sword, and a sword, though it can be used for defense, is used for offense. And so life as a Christian is meant to become from a place of strength, where we're not coming at the devil, where we're coming at our life like, oh no, when's he going to attack next? Where you, through the word of God, learn to rise up and begin to fight back, where you're doing, your life is doing damage to the kingdom of darkness. And so it says, be strong in the Lord. It's not your strength. It's not you trying to be strong in the Lord. It's you being built up by the word of God um, and then being strong in his strength and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles means deceits. It means uh, uh, trickery, uh, cunning craftiness. It means it's talking about how the devil lies in wait to deceive. So it's the traps of the enemy. So it says we wrestle, uh, it says, put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand against the traps of the devil. You know, the devil uh, sets up traps for us. He knows our, he knows your personality. Uh, and what he does is tries to set up different things, different situations. Their number one goal of the kingdom of darkness is to get you to not serve God. The number two goal, if they can't get you not to serve God, is to get you to serve God ineffectively. Where you serve the Lord, yes, you make heaven. If they can't get you out of heaven, it's that you're not effective for the kingdom of God. What the devil realizes is that in every believer is a mini Christ. Is is when Jesus said, these works that I do shall you do also in greater works. That the potential of every single believer is to is to work the same works that Jesus did. And so that's what the devil's trying to frustrate, is our effectiveness in the kingdom of God. So I want to cover a few things that I believe will help you, but traps that the devil has set up, that I've experienced in my own life, that I've witnessed in other people. Um, uh, we could spend really a long time on this one, but talk to you about some traps. So number one, trap, modern day 2020 trap of busyness, the busyness trap, if you're taking notes, where life comes at you. But we a lot of it stems from a place of feeling like we need to be busy, where we almost wear our busyness. You know, if you're working 20 hours a week and you're just chilling at the house and someone's asked, what you been up to? You kind of want to like, well, I've been, you know, I've been busy. I've been doing stuff. I, mean, I meet people who are retired and, you know, I'm busier now than I was before I retired. And, and so you see this where it's built into people. They want to feel like they're getting things done. Busyness doesn't mean you're getting something done. It just means you're filling your time. So the busyness trap uh, affects us spiritually 
really because I believe of, the Bible says we're not ignorant of the devil's devices, but because of these little devices that we hold in our hands. So hear me on this. I'm not going to talk to you about your Instagram addiction. I'm not going to talk to you about that today. But I want to talk to you about how we fill our time with things, you know. Uh, I believe, you know, God made us to be people who commune with him. The, the Bible says, pray always, praying persistently, praying at all times. Where God made us, where because of the nature of prayer, where I can be preaching, I can be reading a scripture, and I can be communing with my in my heart with the Lord, where as I'm talking to you, that I'm actually talking to the Lord on the inside, and, and I'm leaning into the Lord as I preach, as I minister. You can have conversations, moments of quiet where you're leaning into the Lord. But what happens, at least what has happened for me in the past, has been that almost every moment of every day seems to be filled with something. If I'm, It used to be that I used to be able to just wait for something, and it was time to think, and it was time to you know, pursue ideas, and it was time where if you were sitting at a traffic light, you would just sit there and you would just think, right? But now it's you grab your phone and you look at something, or you text somebody, or you call somebody, or you're on your phone, or you're on social media, or you're waiting for dinner. And instead of just waiting, you, you're on your phone. And sure, you're filling it with articles, and there's things you're reading, and it's information that probably doesn't benefit you at all. But it's a, it's, it makes it that every moment of every day seems to be filled. But then when you look at how much, even just prayer, how much time did we spend connecting with the Lord? Those were hours and minutes and time that we had before, where you would use that time to meditate in the Scripture. But now all of a sudden, you're on Instagram, you're on something else. So the busyness trap. So make a decision. There can be a time every day where you check social media, where you do your app thing, where you do the whatever thing. But let there be times where you don't do more things, more than one thing, more than one thing at once. Where if there's downtime, you're using it to think, you're using it to talk to the Lord, you're using it to meditate on scripture. Valuable time in between what what the other things you're doing. Number two. The no one understands me trap. You know, I see this more and more where people are in the plan of God. You know, they come to Bible school or they're doing well for the Lord and there's an offense that comes and the devil wants to isolate people. It's the devil's plan. He doesn't want to fight a person and all their buddies who are coming into agreement. If you have a strong group of friends coming into agreement about something, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to go up against that because there's power in numbers, right? You you say, "Hey, I'm praying about this this week," and you call three of your buddies, "Hey, pray alongside me." You know, there's a there's a brotherhood, there's a link, there's a joining of the faith, there's two or three touching any one thing. The devil wants to isolate people. So I see this where he uses, hey, yeah, man, I, you know, I went to that church, but I wasn't really a friend with anybody. And people get isolated and then they miss a week of church and two weeks and no one calls. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, no one really cares. And the devil's planting seeds in people's mind that get people separated from the bunch where it's like you have, you have the wildebeest that are running and in numbers they're fine. But the moment there's one that's trailing, he's He's open to be preyed upon. And so people get this attitude of no one understands me. Oh, I'm different than everyone at church. He wants to draw you away. Oh, yeah, no, they're different. You know, you're just made different. You experience things differently. He wants to show you your differences to the people of God to separate you. Rather than you then can take that and turn it around and say, no, I'm the, uh, maybe I'm different in some ways because God's created us individually. But in I'm going through the same battle. We're all working out our faith with our salvation with fear and trembling. We're all going through 
this war together, this fight that we're fighting, where we're putting on the armor of God. And so don't be someone that the devil draws you away because, oh, someone didn't understand you. Someone, you know, did you wrong? Oh, this person spoke badly about you. And now the devil is able to pull you off to one side and and plant seeds of doubt in your mind, seeds of hurt, seeds of things that'll derail you for 5, 10, 15 years. Oh, you know, I'm not going to church right now, but I'm, you know, I'm just working a lot and and no one's really reached out to me. I expected them to, and they didn't. The devil wants to isolate you. Don't let him do it. Be a person who stays around. Be a person who stays around. That's a two-way street. If you say no one reached out to me, that means you reached out to nobody. So the next one is the enjoy life trap. Now, don't get me wrong. God will make it that life is enjoyable. But so many people look at this, and this is like their main doctrine, is I'm here to enjoy life. You know, you see it in the things that they um, you see it in the things that they put in the decorations in their house. Live, laugh, love. You know, they put things around, and their their focus isn't to have impact in the kingdom of God. Their focus is just to enjoy it. You know, God just wants us to enjoy life. There's a scripture in Ecclesiastes two verse twenty four that says, and and I and people bring this scripture up to me often. Hey, there's nothing better for a man than he should eat and drink, and that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. And it says, this I also saw that it was from the hand of God. You know, and people bring that up and they're like, see, God just wants me to eat and drink and be happy, you know, and, and enjoy the work of my hands. So I'm just been working and enjoying it and having fun. I'm not really focusing on, you know, I did that soul winning thing for a while, but people get stuck in this area. The, if, you, if you read that same chapter, a few verses before, before, he's like, and I hated the whole of my life and everything was vanity. All is vanity. That everything under the sun was vanity. You you can't look at the book of Job and the book of Ecclesiastes and pull your major doctrines and make life decisions out of those books. It's, it's not. We can talk about that another time, but that's not what they're there for. But people get stuck in this of like, oh, I'm just living my life, you know, Sunday fun day, and then they're skipping out on church or the, you know, you just get into where life is just more about enjoying life than it is about. The Bible says, take up your cross. When you decide, I've been bought with a price, I'm not here to choose my own enjoyment. I'm here to follow after the things of God. I put God's kingdom first. The Lord will make sure life is enjoyable. I'm preaching every day this week and last week, and I love every minute of it. I'm having so much fun laying hands on the sick, casting out devils, learning a lot about casting out devils right now. Um, but, but, but loving every moment of it, he'll give you vacations. The Lord will take care of you if you seek first the kingdom. But as long as your kingdom and your enjoyment is the first thing in your life, you'll always feel ineffective and ultimately the devil will make you ineffective. And then next one, number three, low devotion trap. I see people, you know, your flame, your inner flame for the Lord is up to you. People get caught uh, people get um, set on fire for the Lord. They come and either get born again or they, they get touched by the Lord. And it, the transformation is radical. And they're diving in the Word. And there's a hunger for the Word of God. And there's a desire to be in the Word of God. But then people, you know, something happens. Things come along. People drift away. And then all of a sudden they look and they're not in the Word like they used to. And they'd rather watch TV or they'd rather be on their phone. And I've been on, I've been on this for two hours today and I haven't read the Bible. And, and it's just like there's a, there's, a, there's a trap that they fall into of low devotion. You have to stoke the flame. The things of God are full of life, but you choose. 
And so people, it's actually a step on the road to backsliding is, is low devotion. And so make a fresh commitment if that's been you. Hey, I, I haven't been in the Word. This year hasn't gone like, like I wanted to so far. Make a decision. You choose what you do with your time. If I put you on my schedule or if we went on the schedule together and I said, all right, we're going to pray for 45 minutes a day. We're going to read the Word. We're going to study a book on what you know a, a spiritual subject like faith or on love. And, and, and then we're going to... Uh, you know, share the gospel, we're going to preach, and you were on my schedule doing these things, you wouldn't be backslidden. You'd be more on fire for the Lord by just, by just implementing things into your life. Don't get trapped in getting sucked away. If you feel like, man, I got sucked away from the things of God. I'm not in the Word. I'm not enjoying it. I don't have the joy of my salvation. It's kind of a drag. If you feel like your relationship with the Lord is a drag to you, that's a problem. Repent. Ask the Lord to restore the joy of your salvation. And then make some practical changes. Hey, these are the changes that I'm making. Don't fall for the devil's traps. He's going to keep setting them, but we can figure out what he does to try and trip us up. For some people, the trap is a bad relationship trap. People who just tend to get with the wrong person, someone who's abusive, people who tend to try to be a guys who try to be a hero and they try to, you know, save the person who's in distress. That's not a ministry calling. It's not a calling of God to save the person out of a, a life of hardship. That's not what marriage is. Marriage is two people coming together to get something done for the kingdom. In, in the kingdom of God, marriage is two people coming together to get something done for the kingdom of God. And then also to love each other, create a family, all that stuff that goes along with it. But people get stuck in these traps. So be mindful. Be, be, understand the angles the devil tries to take. We're not ignorant of his devices. So make your decision today. Maybe talk to the Lord and say, Lord, these are the changes that I'm making. Trust me, serving the Lord is fun. But sometimes it takes discipline to do what you're supposed to do. We love you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing the podcast as well. We will see you soon.